0: Mr. Waller, I've offered this man a lot of money to do this, okay? Because it's worth it to me. However, I don't care if I end up penniless. I don't care if I have to spend my life savings. I will see to it that you end up in the hospital for one week, Mr. Waller. Do you
1: understand me? <laughs> I need me a Japanese. Ah! <laughs> I love it! I love it! I'm going to meet people from everywhere! I need me a Japanese! I don't have to defend the title of right.
0: I'm here,
1: and I'm going to be here until I feel like I want to leave. And if you don't like me being here, train to be a professional wrestler, get in
0: this ring, and I'll beat you like I own you.
1: Hello there, folks. Welcome to the We Don't Know Wrestling Podcast Network. And this will be an episode of Desert Island Cops. Um, I'm your host, Sam. And joining me this week... Is going to be the man behind the current iteration of G.W.E., Stephen Graham. Stephen, how are you doing?
0: I am good, and I'm very excited. Uh, Ever since I've heard the first episode of the uh, Desert Desert Island Comp, um, I've been enthralled, and I I find it absolutely fascinating to listen to. So hopefully I'm as good a guest as you've had in the past, because they have been awesome, each one of these.
1: Um, Going through your list having se- pulled it up my computer um i can say this is gonna be a good one i'm looking forward to it let's have a, a good good old chat okay. um i'm excited to see kind of like what your journey was when you were putting together this thing um since i know you had told me you had enjoyed the series i want to do more of these um yes with please. you uh with gwe starting also feels like a good time to to do this more than ever
0: Yeah, I'm trying to do the podcast rounds to do some promotion right now, so this is a good opportunity as well.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like I like to view these podcasts as also good resources for people. Um, While they're personal artifacts that we're going to talk about today, um, they still could be helpful when people are talking about figuring out matches they want to watch. So, first off, um, tell me a little bit about how you kind of – why you – how you got into wrestling why you enjoy wrestling very broad question very like hey give me the cliff notes here though like what really got got you in the door
0: boy um man i was like seven or eight um so it's hard to think about exactly what you know was happening you know 32 years ago uh in my life um but I, I bet you it was around the same time I got into hockey. So it was probably I was just trying to devour as much sports as possible. I, I probably even uh, was watching baseball at the time um, to try to to get it all in. Uh, and um, wrestling was definitely the one that disappoints the least. Like, um, you know, I've had 32 years of heartbreak with my Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, but wrestling... Generally, when you want someone to win and the story is exciting for them to win, they, they generally win. So that's, that's usually a pretty good thing. Uh, and it's definitely the, uh, the emo- emotional side of wrestling that uh, usually, uh, as you'll see with a lot of these matches, uh, that's the part that really, really gets me into it.
1: Now, I do have one question before we get started. Um, one, thank you lifelong fan. That's always helpful to know going into these things. I have people that have come into it later in life. It's always interesting to see how those lists differ. Um, you did this in chronological order you presented this to me. Oh yeah, I'm just a math nerd and okay.
0: um, if it wasn't in chronological order and I had to watch this tape for the rest of my life, I would like kill myself.
1: Yes, okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I thought that might be the case. I was curious. I was sort of like um, was this highly coincidental is this just laziness or is this peer hey this is how i want to digest it's OCD. stuff
0: um it's OCD completely. no i i
1: appreciate that okay um well and that's, Plus, i think it tells a good journey of, like my my like
0: fandom throughout my life and how it's changed and evolved so i think that's kind of cool too
1: um unfortunately no evolve so that we can't get a good (laughs) joke there but um let's get started then our first up it's an angle so i hey let me actually reel it back real quick um the structure of a desert island comp is you get 10 matches uh, and you get three angles interviews what have you's um and then you have to compile that from there um some podcasts were like, hey, three do three matches or something like that. And I feel like that's too limiting. We're, we're, oh, people uh. on the show are the wrestling fans. Um, you get, I want to give you something really substantial here. Um, not big enough to like really make you feel great, but enough to where you're like, oh, okay, I can sink my teeth in too. But you, we're starting out chronologically with an angle, and it's going to be the Macho Kings coronation taking place in Portland, Maine. Uh, September thirtieth, nineteen eighty nine on WWF Superstars. Why is this kind of that this first the first part essentially of your Desert Island Comp? Well, um,
0: I couldn't fit the Macho Man into a match, and I needed the Macho Man in here somewhere. And um, when I was trying to think of um, the thing about angles, and this I found really tricky is most uh great angles lead to a match that you want to watch right like um so like all the great savage like promos and stuff i'd have to include the match because i couldn't just watch a promo and be like fuck i can't, i want to watch that and then not be able to watch it <laughs> like that would be torture i'm already on a fucking island and i can't get off and now i can't watch the match i want to watch so i had to pick something that didn't lead directly to anything or uh, played off of things in the past Um, and this Savage coordination is just like super fun like you have Savage and Sherry just being like super regal Uh, you have the genius like reading a proclamation you have like the fucking uh, like you have the brain busters and Barry Windham and all these heels just there like applauding and like cheering on the macho man and then it ends with like Ted DiBiase spending all his money to buy him a scepter it's just this really great moment um that you don't really see every day where it's just like the heels celebrating another heel and and Jesse's like all like you know being like Reverent about like how great the Macho Man is and how what a great moment and royalty he is. It's just really a beautiful thing to watch.
1: oh uh, that's. I like your thought process um, of how this fits in and how one you have your fan of the Macho Man. Um, Got to get him in somehow. Um, but no, this is a fun one to kind of just start us off here. Um, let's keep, let's keep.
0: Did you want my matches that I cut now?
1: Yeah, let's do it. Before we get too far into it, tell me about the, you said you had, did you say five matches that you just left off on the cutting room floor for this? Uh,
0: Yeah, um, this was really hard to do. First of all, Sam, I, I think you know that, but it's really hard to narrow down to like 10 matches and When you think about it, it's not just ten matches you're narrowing it down. You're narrowing it down to like, you know, a a group of wrestlers that you're only able to see. Um, Like they have to be on these matches or angles, or you can't see those wrestler ever again. Um, So, so, so you had to cut some things, uh, and that was really hard. Uh, So I'll I'll just briefly kind of go over them. Um, uh, First, and and this is in chronological order again, just because. It's me. Um, (laughs) So, first, the greatest match of all time Hokuto versus Kandori from Dream Slam. It's the best match ever, but um, uh, there's a reason I had to put this other Hokuto match on there. So, uh, we'll get to that later. Um, Onita versus Terry Funk from the uh, 1993 anniversary show of FMW, the No Ropes Exploding Barbed Wire Time Bomb Deathmatch, is. About as dramatic uh, a match as you can watch, and it's like a whole horror show, and there's um, all this dramatic music, and and it's Terry Funk being wild, and you know that that's just that's that would be lovely to watch, but I just couldn't fit it in. Um, DDP versus Goldberg, uh, I really wanted Goldberg on there, and that match is rules so hard, and it's like this nice big fight feel, uh, but unfortunately I just didn't make it. Um, a match I watched for the first time late last year, and I've watched like five times uh, since then uh, Akira Hokuto versus Miko Satamura from Gaia uh, 429 2001. Uh, just one of the best matches ever. It's brilliant. Um, but I have another uh, late Miko match on there, and I have another Hokuto match on there, so I couldn't really justify it and uh the last one was uh dr wagner jr versus la park from uh txt from 2013 the one where they, the flaming uh t-shirt of dr wagner jr and he's breaking bottles over each other's head and all that that's a wild crazy amazing brawl uh
1: and uh that that would hurt to yeah i will say off. it's a shame that one didn't make the list um it's
0: it's brilliant if you haven't seen it it's
1: it's as wild a
0: crazy brawl as you'll ever see in wrestling history.
1: Yeah, everyone go watch that. Um, that said, I, I get why you had to leave some of those ones off on the floor, especially with some of the stuff that we're going to talk about going forward here. Um, I, you know, I always love the thought process. Um, that's the number one thing going through these things. <laughs> um, but let's let's go to the first match um, that you have in the list. <laughs> um, it is from... Survivor Series 1989. It is the Warriors of the Ultimate Warrior, Jim Neidhart and the Rockers versus the Heenan family of Andre the Giant, Bobby Heenan, Arn Anderson, and Haku. Why did this match make your comp? Uh,
0: man, uh, I, I won't lie, nostalgia is a big part of it, um, obviously. Like this one, I remember watching this show the first time it was my uh, grandparents anniversary and we had to go like super early while my parents like set up and they, they, uh, this tape just came out and we got to watch it, uh, while we were waiting. So that was the first time I ever watched it, uh, which was a, a cool memory to kind of bring back. But this match is like some of the best storytelling. In, in WWF history really um, where it's like the Heenan family's falling apart um, and it's falling apart so much that like right before the match well, storyline wise uh, Heenan tosses totally out of the match and takes his place because he's got to bring you know order to the Heenan family <laughs> and you know the warrior Teaming with the Rockers and Nightheart is just a wild team where they're all kind of crazy. Uh, and the story of this is just so cool, where like Andre gets knocked out right away. <laughs> so it's fucking like the whole time Gorilla is just like, "Humans, ah, nothing." And Jesse's like, "Well, Heenan's going to show you with his brain." And he's hiding on the apron while Arn and Haku is like the greatest tag team that ever happened, uh, just working over everyone. Uh and, and obviously it gets to the point at the end where you know Heenan uh thinks that uh you know he, he's 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 kind of won, but uh Arn gets eliminated and then it's just Heenan and Warrior, and Warrior just destroys him uh with some uh nice bumping. But like Heenan the whole time just hiding out of the apron, getting sneak sneak attacks in, uh, he even like pins Marty Jannetty. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's this match is a total hoot uh, and also has the advantage of a bunch of uh, a bunch of people in it. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's close to 30 minutes. So that's an advantage whenever uh, you have a limited amount of matches to watch for the rest of your life. You get to cheat that way. Um, And I just have huge nostalgia, not, not just for this match, but the old school survivor series, like the first uh, three or four are just like, you can put those out any time, and they're enjoyable. And uh, I think this is the most enjoyable of all those sort of Survivor Series matches. I love these teams; <laughs> they're wild. Eh?
1: They're <laughs> out there. Uh, I've never, I've not seen the match. I will be oh, transparent. You, you need to watch it; it's so good. <laughs> but these teams do pique the interest. That yeah. is for dang sure. Um, no, yeah, I think crossing off, checking off the box of nostalgia. Um, it's going to be by far the earliest match on the list. Um, as well as you got to get a hoot onto the list at least. Oh, this is a hoot. This is a hoot. It's a long hoot, but it's a hoot. When you have this (laughs) many wrestlers, you're allowed to go long when you're talking about hoots. Um, amazing. I love it. I want to watch it. Um, I'm putting this on the list. Oh man, Gorilla
0: Jesse, uh, just talking about Heenan. And Gorilla's, like, saying, well, it's, you know, it's four against two because Heenan doesn't count. <laughs> and Jesse's like, no, you wait. Heenan's going to shock you. Like, he's going to smart the warrior. Don't worry. <laughs> it's just, he's going to get in there. It's, he's going to do it. And, he, he's, like, there's even a point where, like – warriors out on the outside and like Keenan goes to the top rope. Like he's going to fucking jump off. Like he's the macho. Man. <laughs> and then he just like, he cowers out and climbs. down. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah. Oh, I love God. that match. And I can watch it anytime.
1: I love it. Um, all right. That's first match up. Moving on to match number two. Uh, Bold Kano and Aja Kong versus Kira Hokuto and Shinobu Kandori from uh, AJW's Queendom, uh, March 27th, 1994. Steven, why did this match make your comp?
0: So I've been going through Joshi, Joshi chronologically uh, for the last couple of years. And um, it, it's become some of my favorite wrestling uh, Kira Hokuto is my number one greatest wrestler ever. Bull Nakano is number two. Um, and I've, I've heard a lot of stories about this match. And it plays off, uh, you know, the greatest match ever, what uh, I listed earlier, Hokuto Kidori. But the thing about this match is I've never seen it. But I, if I was trapped on a desert island and I knew I could never watch this match... That would be heartbreaking. So I put it on there because I know I'm going to get to it chronologically. But if it gets cut short, uh, I'll still be able to watch it. So that, that's You what need I it. it. On
1: there. I get yeah. it. I get it. It's one of those matches where, like, okay, I got to gotta put a back pocket one in there. Um, just in case. Um, all right. I don't think we're going to have a whole lot to go over on this one then. Um, other than the just the idea of putting a match site and scene onto a list like this. Risky- Risky business. I'll admit. I've heard
0: enough from people I trust
1: to know I'll love it,
0: uh, but yeah, I, if I could never watch this match, it would be huh. horrible. And and fuck, it's so annoying because I know I, I'm in uh, I'm in early '93, so I'm like a, a year away, and I, I'm I'm getting there, and I'm very excited to watch it. But it keeps coming up as a recommended match on my YouTube just to taunt me. It's so frustrating.
1: Not fair. But.
0: I will get there one day, and it will be glorious. And uh, if I can't get there chronologically, at least I'll get there while I'm trapped
1: on an island. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's move on to your third match. It is going to be from uh, WCW's Fall Brawl 1994 War Games. It's Dustin Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, and the Nasty Boys versus the Stud <laughs> Stable of Terry Funk, Arn Anderson, Bunkhouse Buck. And Colonel Robert Parker, um, see why this made the list.
0: Yeah, so you'll notice a trend of me doing multi-man matches. Yes. <laughs> Just uh, I I think I think it's a good way to cheat because uh, not only are they fun and good matches, but like you get so many people on there and you get so much variety. So, uh, so that that's part of the reason I was looking for those, and I, I really wanted a war games and um this might be the most fun of the war games because like you have know, fucking dusty roads teaming with the nasty boys <laughs> like how insane is that um, you have terry funk being a complete wild man you have Art anderson in and his normal uh you know war games performance um fuck. like i think at one point like Terry Funk gets Gonzo Bomb between the friggin' aprons and, (laughs) like, falls through uh, between the two rings in the middle of it. Uh, You have Bunko Buck, who's being a wild man as well, and and Rob Parker being the chicken shit heel that gets his comeuppance at the end. Uh, And also, um, I don't know if you allow the pre-match stuff. We'll allow uh, it. We'll allow it. Okay, so they generally show one of the better promos of all time where Dusty and Dustin uh, reunite, or they show, like dusty roads going into the nasty Boys bar to recruit them which are all like fucking just amazing stuff in um, this match uh, it's it's by far the best war games without blood um, but it, it's like so wild that you kind of think of it with blood even though it doesn't have it but like it, it, it's kind of there in your head because it's just so insane, some of the stuff, especially Terry Funk, who, who's just like eating scenery in this match. So just completely nutso trying to get at the Funk, like at the Rhodes. Like that's his number one goal is to destroy the Rhodes family. And, and Dustin's an all-time favorite of mine. And he, he's super great as a babyface.
1: Um, yeah, I like that you view of putting multiple wrestlers, having so many wrestlers in a match as cheating. <laughs> uh, i i don't agree but uh i like the i like the idea um we're so sorry if i missed this but where does this rank in the pantheon of war games for you
0: um to me it's not the best
1: war games but it's my favorite war games okay if that make sense no that makes sense um, there's a lot of fun components here to enjoy um, that might not right, ri- rise to the level of, of some others. But um, if you get, get Bunkhouse Buck onto your, your comp, then I think you're doing all right.
0: Yeah, and we're not talking like it's still well over four stars. It's yeah. like it's still an all time great match. Um, it, it's not, um, you know, the original War Games is probably the best. Uh, and that's a lot more uh, violent and. This one's super violent too, but it's more like wild cartoony violence. <laughs> you know Yeah. yeah. I, get it. it's, I get it. It's it's fun. It's it's a lot of fun and uh yeah. Um I-, I could watch this match
1: for the rest of my life, why not? All right. No, you're doing it, so get used to it. <laughs> um let's get on to the fourth match here on your list. It is six nine ninety five. Uh, Kawada and Tairai versus Misawa and Kobashi. I why does this match make the list? Okay, this is a match I
0: haven't watched in a long time because I, over the last uh, basically since like 2016, I really haven't watched too much men's wrestling. Um, but there was a point in time in my life uh, where uh, I did watch that, and All Japan, um, you know, was kind of some elite shit. Uh, and we all can agree with that. And um, this match to me always stood out as the most elite of the all Japan shit. Uh, and it's a super long match too, which is another way of cheating. Um, and uh, this one too also, unlike a lot of the big all Japan matches, like they're always filled with like uh, good drama, good story, like amazing moves and selling them all that stuff. But this one's got a lot more of the emotion, um, more than a lot of All Japan matches that kind of seem a little more uh, stoic, Um, like Kabashi literally crying to try to protect Misawa um, uh, throughout the match as Misawa's leg gets destroyed. Uh, This is the one where I believe, if I remember correctly, and if it's not, I'm just going to tell myself it's true that this is the first time kawada has pinned uh, masawa in a match which is another emotional moment and it's also got one of my all-time favorite spots in the history of wrestling where um kawada like runs the ropes but instead of coming back off the ropes for a move against his opponent he fucking big boots masawa off the apron <laughs> which is just fucking great um and every time anyone else does that like forever, I will always mark out. Uh, and this one, uh, this one's just, you know, a lot of people call it the greatest match ever. It's 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 insane and great, and uh, so many awesome stuff about it. And um, yeah, I don't know, six nine ninety five. Like it, everyone knows that match, right? So I don't know much to say about it.
1: Yeah, there isn't much to add. It's that match, um, just because it is. It might be cliche to put it on a, on a comp like this, but it's cliche for a reason. Because um, it is one of those all-time great it, it works if you watch it with within the context of the series. It works without it. Um, it works at for this sort of disc. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think we have any much, much to add here, unless you want to say any farewell words. Oh
0: man, uh Tawe throwing some awesome jokes now um, is always a plus. Tawei number one.
1: Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, next match up. It's to me this is one of those matches where it kind of tells us what kind of fan you are. Um, it is from WWF's Survivor Series 1996 from uh, Madison Square Garden. It is uh, Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Why did this match make your list?
0: Uh, before I, uh, go into this match for like the hundredth time, um, I would, I would like to, uh, know, um, what this says about me as a fan.
1: Um, it just says something. I don't know exactly what that is, whether you pick Survivor Series or whether you pick WrestleMania.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh,
1: this is the better match. Okay. There you go. Uh, That's it.
0: (laughs) And also,
1: this match, to
0: me, um, has so much more going for it. Like, you know, the double turn is classic. WrestleMania's got, you know, it's a... Uh, the You got the double turn, you got this wild brawl, you got this moment where you make a superstar. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's classic, it's all-time great stuff. Uh, but this match is like... Uh, it's like let's say goodbye to the 70s and 80s as a style and let's give one final long lost love letter to that style uh, that's what this match feels like to me uh it, it's it's uh like 30 minutes it's so well built uh it's got its ups it's got its downs um it's got you know everything that Austin does, you know, comes back to haunt him as Brett like turns it around on him. Uh, you have also it's Brett re- Brett's return, and he's my favorite wrestler ever, and I'm Canadian, so there's there's <laughs> there's that aspect as well. But like, I don't think like this match here would have fit in, you know, um, in the '70s or the '80s. Um, but I don't think matches like this have happened since. This feels like like one last hurrah of this style. Uh, and and it's gone and that's sad but like what a way to go out
1: I can get that I can understand that um i know brett is your fave um so yeah i don't think i have much to add to here than i think it fits very squarely and nicely into your your list here um as we have are about to eclipse the The midpoint here, um, of your comp, Um, which is nice because I know you you went chronologically, so this was not intended, but you have this almost evenly divided throughout, having angles spliced in, which is always some people just leave it to the end, but I like it. I like when it's like interjected here. Um, Happy coincidence. Happy coincidence. So next up, you have. From the uh, March 31st, 1997, Monday Night Raw, Bret Hart reuniting with his family. Why is this angle on your comp?
0: Oh, man. This is so fucking good. (laughs)
1: Like, so, um,
0: so we have the double turn uh, at at, uh, WrestleMania, obviously. And, um, and Bret just, like, for a couple weeks just goes on, like, uh, You know, the these tirades about how the fans have fucked him over and how about America sucks and all that shit. Um, And this whole time and also for like months leading up to this, um, Owen and Davey Boy, you know, they were tag champs, but they were kind of feuding. And this uh, this is actually following a match between these two where uh, things finally broke down, like between the two, like they were grabbing weapons. They were going to destroy each other. And as Owen and Davey boy are like grabbing steel chairs and trying to destroy each other for the first time, uh, Bret Hart saunters out and he like completely like stops them and then goes on and tells these stories about how uh, the America fans have forced them to fight each other and have like turned them against each other. And, these fans don't care about them. They just want blood and they don't care about family. And then Brett tells these stories about how he used to help Owen, have Owen out as children and to deal with bullies and about how Dave, like he helped Davey boy meet his wife and all these family connections. And this whole time Owen is like, like the biggest crying ever. And it's, it's like, it's the absolute reverse of that uh, of the Dusty Dustin uh, like reunion because like this whole time it's a heel doing these emotional moments and like a heel getting his family back together and talking about how they love each other while like the crowd is booing and Vince McMahon's like, I don't know about the motives of this, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, like Owen gets a Grammy or whatever the acting. A Grammy? He's singing <laughs> sure. a song. He should. Uh, an Emmy, I guess. He gets an yeah, Emmy for this. Emmy. His fucking crying and, and like just being overrun by emotion here is just so brilliant. Uh, and uh, yeah, them all just hugging and leaving together. And, um, you know, I, I like the idea of the last LC uh, of the Hart family is them hugging and leaving together in tears.
1: Like, that. that's great. They had to get one more bret hart moment on the list yeah and this one's like
0: if you haven't seen this it's on youtube it's so good like just like emotional storytelling but like it's so cool because it, it's it, it's a heel being like like you know just telling the truth about how his family was torn apart uh and how he wants them together like he's he was there for them their whole life and he's sick of them fighting and he just wants to you know we love each other. Let's, you know, be together. Uh, and, 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 but the whole time, like the crowd's booing this. People hate <laughs> it. People hate togetherness. <laughs> they hate families in America. Uh, and it, it, yeah, it's, it's just brilliant. Uh, and this was like the absolute height of my, like fandom as a kid too. And like, um, so, so there's that. I was, I was like 16 and like, um, this is also like, um, like this feud, uh, like people in america might know it as like oh you know in in canada the hearts were the baby faces like this was like the height of canadians being like just fuck america like fuck they suck <laughs> you know and uh like brett uh turning on america too just uh, it coincided with that brilliantly too uh um so yeah uh, this whole thing like uh, I wish I could just like make the whole comp just uh, the uh, the Heart Foundation <laughs> versus America feud, um, but uh, I'll have to suffice with what I can get. It could have been
1: just a Heart Family um, comp, but you chose differently. Yeah, variety. Variety. Ugh. <laughs> um. Let's move on to your next match.
0: My double cheat.
1: You're your double cheat. I'm not yeah. sure whether the double cheat comes in. I can guess it's where an- the first cheat comes in.
0: Okay. Uh, I'll
1: explain by double cheating.
0: Okay. Uh, after you introduce this match, if you want to take a breath.
1: Um, man, I'm going to make you list. This is from Mexico, arena, Mexico, April 18th, 1997, uh, the 41st anniversary of celebrating the 41st anniversary of arena, Mexico from CMLL. Um, I'm not going to list off all the names. It's cybernetico. Um, but Steven, do you want to list this one out for us?
0: a um, sure. Double cheat. Okay. So yeah. And um, I have zero Spanish bones and zero Spanish accent. So just, uh, I apologize in advance. Uh, so on the technical side, you know, Uh, Ultimo Dragon, Atlantis, Negro Casas, El Dandy, Shocker, Mascara Magica, La Fiera, and Brazo de Oro. And then on the Rudo side, El Hilo del Sano, Felino, Black Warrior, Silver King, Dr. Wagner Jr., Satanico, Kevin Quinn, and Scorpio Jr. Where's the double cheat? The double cheat is the fact that I got, what, 10, 12 people in here? And it's over fucking an hour.
1: That is a double cheat. That is lots of people, long time.
0: Yeah, and it's a, and it's um, because if you've never seen a Cybernetico before, which shame on you. Uh, the way it's structured is basically they pair off. So like you have one heel and one technico and they do a ma- they do like a sequence for a couple minutes or whatever, and then they both tag out, and then two new people come in. So it's like a bunch of tiny matches until the elimination startup. So it's almost like a, like, I don't know, like 40 matches in one, um, <laughs> the that's one way to view it. That's for sure. <laughs> so you got a lot of variety. Uh, and I, I needed something Lucha. And uh, this one gets like all the cool Lucha doors in it. Uh, and it is it, an all time great match. If you haven't seen it, um, It's, uh, there's so many amazing spots. Uh, It has a, uh, has a fun story with like, like fucking Foligno, Mm -hmm. (laughs) of all people. Um, Yeah, getting like a big push (laughs) throughout this. Uh, You, and uh, you have the the Santo Negro Casas feud going strong. You have Satanico being like pure evil. Um, There's so much going on in this match. Yeah, Kevin Quinn. Kevin Quinn, which is how, why? Yeah. Like it's, it's one of the most bizarre things. And they're, they're like, if you need to keep your mind busy, you can just contemplate why the fuck Kevin Quinn was in this match. Uh, And that will keep you busy forever. Um, So that's a positive when you're stuck on an island. Um, But yeah, it's just a much of amazing, great workers doing an amazing, great match for a long time. Uh, and you know everyone loves elimination matches; those are always positive. Um, and uh, even even ends with like a fucking podium with like the the one, two, three like the Olympics where like bronze, silver, and gold uh, with like uh, the 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 three top rated people uh, standing on that. So that that's another fun moment at the end. Uh, but yeah, this is a lot of wrestling for your buck here.
1: Um, what's your favorite pairing? within the match? Oh, man. Uh, you got 40 matches to choose from, Steam. Come on. <laughs> you don't get to cheat and I, then not say the one. It's probably Santo uh, and Casas. Like, that
0: feud was so hot. Like, fucking Santo's the Rudo here, uh, which is, like, people forget his great heel turn, where right? he was, like, the biggest heel in the world. And that's so cool, too. Uh, but, yeah, like, everyone was on fire. Like, fucking, man, like... Even like Shocker was throwing out insane topes and stuff. Like it was, uh, it is so good. But yeah, uh, yeah, probably nothing beats Shocker. Uh, sorry, uh,
1: nothing beats Shocker. I get it.
0: Nothing beats Shocker, and nothing beats uh, Cassis and Santo in um, their like, you know, probably the best feud in Lucha history.
1: All right, no, I think I'm in agreement on that as well. Um, let's move on to your next match. It is from Shimmer Volume 12. Uh, I believe it's for the Shimmer World Championship. It is from it June, is. June 2nd, 2007. It's Sarah Del Rey versus Lacey. Steven, why this match make the comp? Well,
0: uh, I'm going to put a plug out to Shimmer Herstory, where me and Stacy have been going through Shimmer uh, from the beginning and going forward as far as we can go, uh, reviewing each show in order and um it's been such an enjoyable experience so um you know i kind of want like i didn't have to get a shimmer match on there but i I really kind of wanted one uh for those memories and one thing that blew my mind while going through shimmer is that Lacey is like the greatest wrestler ever but like with the shortest reign like she has like three years and she did it all while she was like doing her graduate degree while she was just wrestling on the weekends just for fun, um, which is <laughs> wild to think about <laughs> that she like joined wrestling just like while she was putting herself in graduate school just for fun on the weekends. And then as soon as she graduated, she stopped wrestling. Um, but in that short period of time, uh, she basically was the smartest wrestler like since Nick Bockwinkle. She's basically like, oh. five, it's, she's so good as a heel. She thinks wrestling at a level that like few do, which is kind of weird to say if you've only seen her Ring of Honor stuff. But you definitely see it in Shimmer. And yeah, she's like a super athletic, uh, Nick, younger Nick Bockwinkle uh, in, in Shimmer. And like, it, it's been a total revelation watching her. And Sarah Del Rey is just like, you know the female Finley Regal Um, so this is the finals of the tournament to crown the very first ever uh, Shimmer champion Uh, so that's another huge moment Uh, and you have all this lead up where um, the referees you know keep accusing Lacey of cheating and like keep searching her for weapons and she's like like throughout this whole tournament she doesn't cheat She's like, I'm gonna fucking win this tournament, <laughs> like as a wrestler. And she starts this match, and she's trying to out wrestle Sarah Del Rey, and she can't. She <laughs> so can't. she starts cheating like a fucking mofo, um, so much that like at at the very finish, like near the end, um, Rain runs in, and like, like this is like the first run-in cheat in Shimmer, like in a big match in Shimmer. Like, Shimmer doesn't really have cheating or outside interference. And here you have Rain coming in and, like, hitting a big move on Sarah Del Rey while the referee's distracted. And, like, Lacey gets one of the most convincing near-falls of all time. And, like, what a fucking moment that would have been if <laughs> if Lacey cheated to uh, win the Shimmer title in a promotion that doesn't have cheating. Um, that would have been great. But uh, Sarah Del Rey uh, is able to get up and, like, hit a big pile driver. And this match is, like... Uh, I think it's like 25 minutes and it's like an absolute classic heel for his baby face Um, and especially the early on where Lacey's like doing all this technical wrestling to try to, to show that she's a better wrestler than Sarah Del Rey and you know, she's really great. And, like, she has amazing, like, submissions and stuff. But, like, she's, she's not a wrestler like Sarah Del Rey. So it, it plays beautifully into the story. And she slowly cheats and cheats more and more uh, throughout until she finally gets, you know, after all of this, she gets her comeuppance. And Sarah Del Rey wins. Uh, and one of the bigger pops in Shimmer history. And, and just a great moment where uh, uh, Death Ray is the the champion. Uh, and, like, obviously the right call because she was, like, the most over baby face in the company. Um, but yeah, just a great moment and just an absolutely tremendous match. If you've ever seen it. And that match also is on YouTube. So I suggest checking that out if you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah. I actually watched it before the, for my, the end of my work deck. Um, and it was worth it. Um,
0: oh, you watched this one. I watched this one.
1: I watched nice. this one. Um, I was like, let me see if this is on here. It was. I was like, oh nope. This is good. This is enjoyable. I get why for Steven this this makes sense for this list. And how good is Lacey?
0: Like fuck,
1: it's <laughs> unbelievable. I'm not sure I'm going to go as far as a young Nick Bonkwinkle. Um <laughs> but you know she's good. She's really good. Um, like it is quite the performance. Um, and Sierra feeds off her extremely well as a monster. So uh, as the monster babyface essentially um but yeah it's a good one um i like it for this list um i have nothing else to add here other than i watched it for the first time today and it was worth it go everyone else go do it it's free it's easy mm-hmm. done yeah yeah
0: i i highly suggest it and like if you've only seen Lacey and ring of Honor, like you're completely missing out she was she was tremendous
1: um yeah absolutely go do it um Listen to Shima um, All right. Next match. You're right. Yeah, sure. It's okay. Two. From NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. It is Sasha Banks versus Bayley. Why did this match make the comp?
0: Um, essentially changed, like, my wrestling fandom trajectory. <laughs> like, going forward. Like, um... Like... There was a match a month or two before this where it was uh, Sasha versus Becky on NXT TakeOver. And I was like, hey, you know what? Like, the the women could, you know, they're they're not only awesome, but, like, they could main event the WWE one day. And um, obviously, I I tried to voice that opinion back then, and everyone disagreed with me, uh, except for my uh shimmer partner stacy uh, long before we were partners so uh shout out to her for for also agreeing with me when i was proven to be correct um but <laughs> but this match man uh it went from wow the women are pretty good to like i pretty much only watch women's wrestling after this point going forward, like it was a slow build where the the men got weeded out, but like they're just, the women are just better. Um, And this was not only an absolutely astounding match with an absolutely crazy crowd. uh, But it's it's one of those matches. I think when I originally put it on my list, like my, uh, my database, I had it like, I don't know, like four, four and a half stars somewhere in there. And like, every year I think I add like a quarter of a star and it it moves up my list as like greatest matches ever. And now it's up to, it's up to the full Well, I do a 10 star rating. um, So it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Uh, And it it just creeps up my, my uh, greatest matches ever list. It's Sasha is like the greatest just villain. Uh, like Q wrestling villain and Bailey is the ultimate babyface, And these two go out there in front of a crowd that absolutely like bought into everything they did. And they just put on uh, a spectacle uh, and it just built the story of Bailey winning so much. Uh, and it was so emotional uh, and yeah, just absolutely perfect pro wrestling in my book.
1: Uh, I love to hear how this changed your trajectory. Um, I think I heard that already previously, but, um, always good to have, it's fun going through this chronologically, um, on this comp and kind of be able to pinpoint, okay, how far into the fandom are you before you're like, oh, I'm going to pivot now. Um, and we still have two matches left after this. So deep into it, but definitely not the end of it slash. So, um, this is the one. This is the thing that changes everything for you.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if it uh, <laughs> had anything to do with uh, not realizing uh, my gender identity or exploring that very much. Uh, maybe looking back, it might have an effect uh, being non-binary. Uh, but who knows? But uh, definitely it's pivoted. And like, yeah, the, the pretty much the only promotion I watch very thoroughly is. Uh, stardom so um you
1: could probably thank this match for that that's the one um yes great match all-time great match cool to see it on here um moving on um it is from stardom june fourteenth, two 2015 is Mako setemora versus kari Ho- hojo um why did this match make your desert island comp
0: have you seen this one?
1: Um, I don't believe so. No. Oh fuck.
0: Okay. Uh, it's on Daily Motion. Um, um, it's on. Uh, if you go to like, if you look up recommended matches for Kari Hojo, um, Joshi City has a list and it has a link to it on there. Uh, this match, uh, I-, I mentioned the the Miko uh, Hokuto match that I watched last year, and I've watched like five times since. Uh, this is the same thing. Um, and I like this one. I don't know if it's better, but it's got Hojo in it, who I'm a massive fan of. Um, I think one of the top baby faces of all time, uh, Kari Hojo, especially in Stardom. And this match is um, slightly after Hojo won the title, but she like won it as like a super fluke, and she was like an undeserving cha- like baby face champion. And Miko Satomura is a fucking giant of Joshi, right? And she, they, they had one match on the uh, Kenta Kibashi, um like vanity show where like Miko destroyed her. Uh, and so Miko's coming into stardom to challenge, uh, to challenge Kari Hojo, who is like a super underdog. And um, I, I showed this to one person who described it as torture porn where it's basically miko Satamura just killing hojo and hojo desperately desperately trying with all of her might to survive <laughs> like she is fighting tooth and nail like you've never seen an underdog fight in a match um but like the whole time too you know when she does get some offense in like Few people throw as hard forearms as Kari Hojo. Uh, I know on her slight frame that seems weird, but like fuck, she can throw. Um, but this whole match is just her fighting to survive. Like anytime Miko grabs her, she's like desperately trying to get out of it in any way she possibly can. Uh, and this build mat this match builds so so fucking well. Um uh, Miko's just kind of cocky and destroying her. Even like gives her a DVD on the fucking stage Uh, at one point. uh, You have uh, some just some of the best selling of all time by Hojo. uh, To end this, and and shockingly, it goes to a thirty-minute draw where Hojo survives in the end, uh, leading to another match. Um, But man, if you haven't seen this match, this match is absolutely unbelievable and you need to watch it
1: yeah i think you say 30 minute draw does spark uh, a memory but also means that i probably heard that and steered away um don't it's so good (laughs) like unbelievable hojo
0: i don't think there's too many better baby face performances uh in wrestling than than what hojo does in this match just um like you know you hear people talk about how you want struggle in wrestling. Like you want people to struggle when they're getting moves done to them or they're in moves. No one struggles. No one in history struggles like Hojo and that does in this match. It's, it's crazy. Um, how, how much of an underdog she is in here and how, uh, how it's played up, but it's not like, it's not like Brock Lesnar versus, I don't know, name some, small dude it's uh hojo's surviving and she's surviving and getting some licks in and like slowly gaining the respect of miko throughout it um but miko still has her the entire match uh which because you know miko's a legend um but yeah this is this is this is unbelievable yeah everyone should watch it
1: okay uh i'll put on the list of the many, many matches I have to watch, but let's, <laughs> let's put it on there. Um, all right. I get it. Uh, all right. Next, next one up is then that was the match that kind of made you not put any other Miko match on here. So that's interesting. This,
0: this was the, uh, the one I, I, picked over Miko Hokuto, um, Miko Hokuto is a completely different situation, um. But, uh, because I got Hokuto in, in another way, um, I, I, I wanted to get Hojo in, but I would put these two at like the same,
1: like level of quality. Okay. Okay. Um, next up is your last angle. Uh, this is from (laughs) March, 2018 stardom. I'm going to actually let you break this one down if you don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, for
0: sure. Uh, I had to actually get help to find this because it's not like um, this like super well-known angle or anything like that. Uh, but to, to me, it was like when I was, I've dipped in and out of stardom throughout the years, but this is a point where I was like really into it. And one of my favorite things about stardom is at the end of the show, um, you get these like promos where you set up the next show, right? Uh, like one person comes in and they challenge another and, they accept a match and they have a stare down or whatever uh, and, and start luckily uh, subtitles, um, all their kind of stuff. So you can follow along. But this one always brings a smile to my face because it, it was coming up on Dream Slam, their biggest show ever. And um, Natsu uh, is in there and uh, so, oh, man, there's a whole story, uh, but basically Tam Nakano was in Odatai, and she lost um, a match where the loser had to leave the stable. And she joined up with Mayu uh, and stars. And um, she, she was uh, now a baby face at this point. Um, but uh, Natsu was kind of this person who kind of took her spot. Uh, so Dreamstime was coming up and Natsu was like, Ah, oh, you don't have a match or a loser. Um, you know, what? It, it's in my hometown. I'll fight you. You can have whatever stipulation you want. And, uh, you know, Tam gets on the mic and she's like, you know, the loser has to leave the stable. And uh, Natsu's like, come on. And Tam's like, no, 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 wait. I got something better. And she just goes, I want an exploding (laughs) deathmatch. And um, obviously, Natsu loses her mind. because it's like because if you've ever seen Tam she's like you know the cutest wrestler in the world and her just going I want a fucking exploding death match is just like absolutely hilarious uh, but from there it even gets better because uh, Natsu's like no fucking way we're not having a death match in stardom like, are you crazy uh, and then uh, Kajusa like the leader of Odatai is like yes we're going to take the match but we want it as a tag match I want in this and um, yeah, I want this at tag match. I, I want to pick your your partner too. But Tam's like, no, no, I want Mayu Cause she like loves Mayu and always wants to do my Mayu. And Mayu's I was like, no, like, Tam, I have a world title match. That's Joe. I can't like do an exploding death match as well. Like you crazy. Like I want the world title. Um, and then country is like, ha 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 loser. Even your friends don't want to be your partner. I'm going to pick your partner. I want Io Shirai. Uh, and like Io Shirai comes out and is like you fucking idiots I don't want to do an exploding death match <laughs> which is another great moment um but like Kajusa challenges her, you know eventually leads to them having at Dream Slam an exploding barbed wire uh baseball bat death match between yoshirai Shirai and Tam versus Kajusa and Natsu uh which is a super fun match as well but uh just this whole spectacle, because I love the stardom post-match stuff, and uh it's hard to pick one. But like, it would be nice to have the feelings of that, and just the the absurdity of stardom and Tam going, let's let's fucking let's blow up the arena, right? <laughs> like, it just cracks me up every time I see it. So yeah, I, I definitely check this one. This one's hilarious and fun, and also like a great moment, because like uh, it, it leads to. Um, you know, kind of a coming out thing for Tam
1: uh, in that match. Um, I cannot say I'm familiar with the post-match Stardom angles or anything like that. Um, but you've—that was a lot. Um,
0: <laughs> I love that angle. So, much.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to take your word for it that it works the way you think it, do, you, the way you say it does. Um, because there are so many moving pieces and so many names there. It's like, oh goodness me. Um, um, there was a lot, like,
0: there's a lot of moving pieces and stories going on. Um, stardom doesn't always have the, uh, it has a lot of depth and a lot of, like, history um, that gets built up over time. Um, so, yeah, definitely playing off of a lot of that in this angle. Got it. Okay. Plus, like, fucking the cutest wrestler in the world going, I can have any match I want. I want an exploding wire death match. <laughs> it just.
1: It's so the juxtaposition it's so, awesome. <laughs> so good. Um, and that brings us to your last match, your last segment, the last piece of your destination comp. It is from March 29th, 2019 from the Berwyn Eagles Club from Rise's legendary it is Mercedes Martinez versus Kylie Ray. Steven, why did this make you Island comp? In a no ropes submission match, too,
0: by the way. Um, that's that's the angle they're going with here. So um, I was uh, pretty huge into RISE in 2019. And 2018-2019, Mercedes Martinez, um, to me, became the best wrestler in the world. And I absolutely fell for her. And she rules. Um, like She's she's an all-time great wrestler. Uh, and this is around the time I uh, really realized that. And uh, this match was, you know, Mercedes had been built up as like the dominant rise champion. She, she, you know, she uh, carried Tessa Blanchard around for over an hour, a couple times and had her have great matches uh, and, and just a dominant champion because Mercedes fucking rules. And uh, Kylie had been built up as like the super underdog. And, um, so, so this is their biggest match on their biggest show, uh, you know, on pay-per-view. Uh, and, you know, they took down the fucking ropes. <laughs> and they we're, were going to have a submission match uh, like that. And, you know, you have uh, probably one of my favorite commentary teams uh, of all time with Allison Kay and Beta Scott. Uh, just absolutely being amazing on commentary. And, oh man, uh, Kylie is... Uh, I talked about Hojo as a, just a great underdog, I, I, great sympathetic underdog. Baby faces are like kind of my favorite wrestlers and uh, Kylie, you know, who doesn't fucking want to cheer for Kylie Ray uh, when she's wrestling and she's super great here as uh as playing underneath. And Mercedes is one of the biggest badasses of all time. Um, and they use the, the fact that there's no ropes uh, very well, uh, where uh, it's a lot more dangerous feeling and uh, it, it's much easier to like slide out and bring uh, like Kylie's leg gets destroyed around uh, ringside and on the apron. Um, and there's also some like super great spots uh, like where they they throw like of gazillion streamers for uh kylie ray at one point kylie ray like hides under the streamers to try to get away from mercedes which is uh great as mercedes kills her um and it's it's super dramatic builds super well uh and uh mercedes is so fucking good and kylie uh so many great hope spots in this one too uh and yeah it all builds up to um the big uh, sympathetic babyface um, going over uh, to win the title on their biggest show over from the big bad heel and that's as wrestling as wrestling gets and then the tape cuts out before um, all the match shenanigans happen that we won't talk about
1: <laughs> No, give it to me you, We're here um, Give me the well, postnat shenanigans uh, Post-ash
0: shenanigans. Uh, Kylie or uh, Zoe Lucas, who is awesome. I, I like her. Uh, she won a battle royal, uh, like a thirty-woman like Royal Rumble, uh, earlier in the show to get a title shot. So she comes out and like wins the title right away because Kylie Ray was leaving to AEW, and then out comes Brandy Rhodes and uh, uh, Britt Baker and someone else, uh, and uh, they they have a, an all elite moment. Um, uh, to kind of end the show,
1: so we don't really need to see that part of it. <laughs> you don't need to see that part. Yes. Uh, yes. Would you take it if you had it, or no? We just uh, think, just eh, take it or leave it. I can take or leave the uh, okay, the the uh, the ending stuff. Uh, but the
0: match is so fucking great. It, it's an all time classic to me. Uh, it's another one that's free on YouTube. There, uh, Rise put it up on their channel, um, and uh, it's such a good match. And like my favorite type of wrestling, where it's you know the sympathetic babyface who's overcoming insurmountable odds, uh, and this time actually winning, which is uh, really good. Plus how many fucking no ropes, uh, submission matches do you get to see, uh, especially with someone who's as awesome and cool as Mercedes Martinez, just as a, uh, like who is fucking scarier and more badass than Mercedes. Uh, and, and she uses every part of, the ring as a, a weapon here and it's glorious.
1: I will be seeing Mercy, Mercedes Martinez in a, if a couple of weeks. Oh,
0: I'm jealous. She, if you can say hello to her, she is the nicest, sweetest person in the entire world too.
1: That's good to know. That's good to know. She's wrestling Thunder Rosa. I'm sure it'll be hoop. Oh, they, in
0: 2019, they had like this awesome match. Um, uh, I don't even know what fucking promotion it was from, from, from somewhere in Texas uh, that's out there. That's great. And I and uh, Thunder Rosa has gotten so much better in the last couple of years, so I'm, I'm sure that match is going to roll so hard.
1: I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Um, that's it, though. That's your whole your, That's your, your comp. I, I think it's got to a ton of variety. Um, different promotions, different styles, different gimmicks. Um, you kind of run the gambit here from 1989 to 2019. Uh, How are you feeling as you sit back, look at this, the list of matches, list of angles you put together here. How are you feeling? Um,
0: I think this tells a pretty good story about my history of fandom and wrestling. So I think that's pretty good. Um, You know, there's some missing pieces, um, but there's time constraints. So you can't get everything in. Uh, but I, I think this does a good job Of uh, explaining Explaining away my uh, Like if I was to give you my history of A wrestling fan um, I think this would be a good little comp To show people
1: This would be a good little addendum um, To that um, Alright well that that is it um, Steven do you have anything you would like to plug Oh boy
0: Yes I would love to plug a lot of things Um first uh shimmer herstory which is on the uh pro wrestling only podcast network i know it's been a while um we kind of record the way shimmer uh records shows but we do have like four recorded ready to go out so at some point they'll start coming out again and then we'll be caught, caught up and we're gonna have a special guest coming up soon so that'll be fun so look forward to that um but the other big thing I want to uh, plug, of course, is uh, GWE. Um, there's there's lots of ways to get involved in that. Um, uh, you have the Progressing Only uh, message board for your kind of more in-depth, uh, long-form thoughts and talking about particular candidates. Um, but there, there's lots of other ways. Uh, you know, you can do some stuff on Twitter. Uh, I'm finding the most fun way is the Discord, uh, which you can – uh, you can find a link for on the uh, Project GWB Twitter account. And uh, there's a lot of fun discussions going on in there. But also um, every Saturday at 12 Eastern, we are picking a different candidate and doing a two hour curated uh, watch list uh, of, of that particular candidate and uh, having a fun chat while we watch it each week. Um, So that's been going on uh, since we launched. And that's been super fun. We have a a good, fun, dedicated group of people each week uh, watching along. Um, When's this podcast coming out, Sam?
1: I have no idea.
0: Okay. Uh, Well, probably not in time to see Io Shirai tomorrow. um, But maybe if this is out in time.
1: Yes, it'll be out next week.
0: Oh, so you'll be in time to see uh, my list of watching two hours of the Earthquake. And oh, there go. yeah, so I, I generally, uh, unless I'm in a mood, I put out a poll and let people vote on who they want to see. Uh, and um, people uh, nicely enough, I think, just to, I think, to humor me, uh, pick the Earthquake. So I put together uh, a hell of a playlist for that. So you, you'd want to check that out. You can watch Earthquake along with me uh, and others. Uh, and uh, uh, discuss about how awesome it is. Uh, and then it's, it's Sami Zayn the next week after that, and we haven't done the poll after that one. Uh, but that's a fun way every, uh, every uh, Saturday. Um, also, the big Joshi shows, my chronological watch, uh, we're doing the big Joshi shows as a watch-along too. Um, we did Dream Rush um, a month or two back, and uh, my good friend Cad actually was able to get the promos subtitled. So we watched Dream Rush all uh, subtitled, so that was super fun. Uh, Dream Slam's coming up within a couple of weeks, and um, that is being worked on to be subtitled. So that would be a super fun watch if you want to watch Dream Slam and actually know how awesome Akira Hokuto is as a promo. Uh, you can, you can watch that along with us too. That will be coming up uh, some Sunday uh, to be announced, uh, but it's all listed there if you follow project gwe on twitter you'll you'll hear the announcements but just join the discord it's all there and there's lots of fun conversations going on usually at night because i guess most people um, are online at night but uh it's uh, fun conversations uh and then at some point uh there'll be like my random watch parties on like thursday nights or whatever whenever i have some stuff to watch so look forward to that as well
1: Yes, go check out the Discord. Go to PWO. Go use hashtag GWE on GWE twenty six on Twitter. Um, Also, you can follow everything we don't know wrestling podcast network related at WDK and WTKWPN on Twitter. (laughs) Um, So many letters. That will pump out all of the uh, podcasts there. Uh, Tim and Quinn put a all-out review the uh, previous week. Um, Quinn just put out a solo podcast. talking about title Victory um, and um, thoughts around that in the broader context uh, in WWE. Um, and there's just going to be some more stuff coming out. The last episode of uh, WSX, uh, we don't know about... We don't know Wrestling City X will be coming out. Um so more to come there. Uh exciting stuff. I'm ready for it. Um but
0: We we did watch
1: the uh the
0: six uh vampiro match from WSX when we did the uh one, two, three kid watch party. And that was ridiculous amount of fun.
1: Oh heck yeah. (laughs) Um that's a hoop. That's a hoop. It was, yes. Um Well, Steven, thank you for being on. And everyone, thank you for listening.